It's just about that time of the week. Time for the Weekly Weebs Podcast. Grab your friends, family, waifus, and husbandos, and join your favorite weebs for an exciting show of anime talk. Hosts Crimson, Frenchie, Wickwicky, and Zario Machini will review and suggest shows, talk about news from the industry, and tackle some of the biggest arguments in the world of anime. It's the Weekly Weebs Podcast, starting now. What's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Weekly Weaves Podcast. I am your host this week, Frenchie. And before we get to our news, we just got to share thank you to everyone who was involved with our fundraiser live stream this past weekend. $725 raised. We are sitting just below $1,700 at time of recording at $1,695. Mm-hmm. So thank you to everyone that shared posts, donated, or even just tuned in. I think we had an amazing day, great interviews, uh, Lobby Cosplay, Cold Saint, Big Bad Wallace, Anime Shenanigans, Tuning Japanese, and our two big ones, Michael Kovach <sighs> and John Swayze, two voice actors joining us as well. So thank you to everyone with that. And then to kick off our news... More good news is that we are just about a month away from the release of Jujutsu Kaisen Movie Zero. It will release on December 24th, exactly one day before Jujutsu Kaisen, the porn parody, comes out. I wonder if that was planned. Potentially. (laughs) And then um, new information is set to be released about the movie on December 4th, so hopefully we'll find out some more information about maybe plot, maybe another trailer, or something like that. And then to my left... Hello, everybody. Crimson here. Uh, Hello, Dr. Nick. We have been waiting for a long time for the final part of Attack on Titan. And we finally got some news a while back about it being released during the winter and stuff. We got more news that Crunchyroll and Funimation uh, has confirmed that they will start streaming it uh, on January 9th. Crunchyroll for Japan and Funimation. Like I said, like Crunchyroll will be doing both U.S. and Japan, and then Funimation will be doing that as well. So I still don't buy it until I, I see it. Yeah, I will remain skeptical until it officially airs on January 9th. They both have confirmed on Friday, Friday bef- of rec- as of recording, that they will stream part two of the Attack on Titan f- final season. Uh, January 9th. I'll believe it on January yeah. 9th when I see that episode loaded in my queue. Exactly. That's Otherwise, fair. we still have all December separating us. That's <laughs> fair. And, and Attack on Titan, they've done that before. Last, like, month right before. Oh, no, we need more time. Yeah. That's fair enough. But regardless, if it does happen, uh... I don't care if I have to watch it subbed. I'm watching it. You should watch it subbed. That's oh, yeah. better. Yeah, absolutely. I watched some like I watched um all of almost all but I think the last episode subbed, and then I just took a small hiatus from it because I was watching all the other stuff for our assignments, and then when I got back around to it, it was already dubbed. So I watched the last episode dubbed. So bad. You did yourself a disservice there, I think. I thought that it, I thought it was still pretty fucking good. It's all right. Yeah, the it, sub is better. Yeah, that's fair. This is one of the few shows that I will hundred percent say the sub is better. A lot of them are pretty comparable. The sub is way better on Attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Yeah. And to my left, 
What's up guys, it's Zario Machini. Uh, so today I'm talking about JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Uh, they've officially announced uh, that it, season six, part six, whatever you wanna call it, will be exclusively on Netflix starting December 1st. So that's that's coming up. We're Again, right you'll believe it when you see it. Uh, you know, JoJo's has actually been been pretty good about that kind of stuff about hitting their uh, release dates uh the the past two parts that they released uh on netflix came out oh man actually uh, uh part five kind of surprised everyone nobody knew it was it was gonna be there because they like took jojo's off of netflix parts one through three and it was off netflix for like half a month and then they announced that part six was in production and then it immediately went back on Netflix along with part four. <laughs> so, huh. Yeah, so part four is what I'm on now. And part five is is currently on Netflix, so I still have to get there. But like, I'm excited for, for part six. It uh, The main character of that one is the either daughter or granddaughter of uh, Josuke, the guy from part three. So uh, that would be pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, joining us from another dimension, we have... Hello, this is, uh, WikiWiki here. And my news for you today is about a show that has, uh, had books coming out for 24 years, been on television for 22 years, 14 feature films, and 13 television specials. It's One Piece, y'all. And we hit the thousandth episode. I haven't seen it yet. Because I'm not there yet. Um, episode 296. Just skip, every, just skip everything, just watch the thousandth episode, then go back. Yeah, just so you could say you were there when it happened. No, 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 no. I gotta do it. I gotta watch it in order. Okay. I'm, really con- I'm really considering doing it, even though I'm on episode, like, 137. Yeah. Just yep. be real confused. Yeah, you, you'll you forget, like, all of that the, stuff the by the time you get back there. I want to do it in order is because there is a message, if I remember correctly, at the end of the episode for the community... For the basically the journey that everyone's been on with him, nice. and I wanna I wanna actually go through the journey before I get that message. That's fair. Did you see the uh, part where it was it crashed Crunchyroll and a bunch of, like of the uh, pirated sites as well? Amazing. Oh yeah, dude, it's a huge thing. There's people watching it in clubs when it aired. Leave it to the pirates to crash the pirates. <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw, I saw a TikTok of this dude inside of a club while everybody was dancing, and he's sitting there watching the 1000th episode of One Piece as soon as it dropped. That's funny. Uh, I heard, uh, I've slightly seen, but heard that the intro, they went back to the original intro, but they, like, revamped it with the whole new crew and everything. I thought, I don't watch, obviously I don't watch the show, but I thought that that was pretty cool. Mm. I've seen a couple screen captures from the open. Yeah, they did. It's really fucking good. Yeah. Um, I I've very much gotten into One Piece. I really want to get a crocodile pop figure now, oh my God. and eventually meet John Swayze and get him to autograph it. Oh man, that'd be so cool! Now you know. Now we just gotta get the other two people into One Piece. Then then it's gonna be a whole fucking crew. I know how cool Crocodile is. I la- the last time I re- like really watched One Piece, that's that's how far I got before it got taken off of Toonami. No, I'm just talking about in general, like, get you guys into One Piece, and yeah. then it's going to be the whole crew of us. Yeah. 
it'll it'll happen eventually. I'm sure it, it just needs to happen. I think, I think Crimson's pretty adamant about not watching it. Well, one thing that we have all foreseen, and our topic for today, talking about the greatness. I've got my uh, print hanging right above us. The greatness. Of the adventures of Ed and Alphonse Elric in Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. We're going to do an in-depth look at what a lot of people, myself included, consider to be the greatest anime of all time. And to this day, still my number two all-time favorite. Hell yeah. number one again? Sword Art Online? That's right. How could you forget that? (laughs) I, bro, I'm exhausted today. I (laughs) forgot most of everything today. What's your last name? Uh, Herder. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. The fact you actually struggled with that is a problem. Yeah. This is going to be a ride for me tonight. (laughs) Holy shit. So the best place for us to start, probably at the beginning of Flawless Brotherhood. As most people know, it was a remaster series from the original Fullmetal Alchemist, which started out pretty similarly, but got to a point that it caught up with the manga and basically got permission from the company that produced it and the mangaka to kind of go on their own. Mm-hmm. And as we've seen with a lot of fucking things like that, my Game of Thrones stuff hanging above and next to the uh, Mab stuff, another example, stick to your source material. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> it's especially funny because uh, the the original Full Metal Alchemist series... Uh, because of its time, it followed a trend that a lot of older anime did, and that's fluffing, uh, where they just extend a lot of uh, scenes or arcs so they take up more time. And the original series did that and still caught up with the manga too soon. Jesus. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the, uh, uh, when they're in the, the desert... That's like twice as long, takes like twice as long in the the original. They're they're there for a good while. And the Shao Tucker arc is like five episodes long instead of just the one episode. I thought it was two. Whatever, it's like five episodes in the original though. And how, I don't remember which episode Shao Tucker is his appearance, if it's the third episode or the fourth episode. But our mutual friend Matt, the one that showed me Mab, told me it takes two slash three episodes to get your attention and three slash four episodes to break your heart. Yep. Yep. And yep. <laughs> in, by the fourth episode, you you know if you're going to commit to this show or not. Yeah. And it's only 64 episodes, so it's not like it's a huge commitment. But It admittedly does, like, the from Ab- it does sometimes feel longer than it actually I is. wish it was longer because I fucking love this show. Same. <laughs> I, I think, I mean, I think when I say, like, it feels longer is because there's so much detail in every episode and so much happening in every episode that it doesn't really give you a moment to just breathe. They cover a lot of ground. They cover a 60 lot something of ground. Episodes. Yeah. And I know Wickhart was the last of the four of us to watch it because we made, we animate our deal with One Piece He's been talking about, you know, how happy he is that I love One Piece. I was ecstatic of all the fucking hype I got from him for Full Malchus Brotherhood. <laughs> Considering how long he took to try and not watch it. He tried multiple times to start it and never fucking committed. So when he had to watch it, he gets to, like, 
what, 10, 15 episodes in, just starts talking about how fucking good this show is? Yeah, it's a good show. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Yeah, this show from Ab is fucking incredible. It's kind of like how I felt when I started watching One Piece, and I was like, Dan, why was I putting this off for so long? I'm an idiot. (laughs) And I think one of the nice things about the show is that it's one total story. It's like, you know, you technically have, like, kind of different arcs where how things, you know, transition, but it's just a seamless story. There's no filler. There's nothing that really breaks your attention from the main plot of the show. Another big difference between this version and the original, there is hella filler in the original. And again, they still caught up. But, like, you know, you start out, it really seems like fucking Scar is going to be the big bad of this show. He's going around murdering state alchemists, and you think that he's going to be the worst person in this show. Yeah, and plus he introduced... Uh, when when he's introduced, we get this really awesome dynamic of like an alchemical serial killer. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that the whole scene with uh, kind of us first being introduced to him, I think, was when he went to see Shao, and it was like just the rain and everything, and you just felt the. Like, you just kind of felt that ambiance. We do meet him before, because we've seen him kill a couple alchemists oh, by yeah, that yeah, point. Yeah. Didn't he kill, like, the like the one that had, like, the mill... Like, he created the cannons or whatever the fuck? And yeah. He, yeah. He killed the one-legged dude, and he had his fight with Olivier Armstrong. Mm-hmm. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. with uh, Louis, Al- Louis Armstrong. And then... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We saw his, a shorter fight against Ed and Alphonse. And it... That's what I love about Scar is that he has a mission and he's trying to kill these, but the part I don't like is that everyone's guilty by association. Yeah. Ed is a, what, 15, 16-year-old kid when the show starts? Mm -hmm. Something like that. And he had nothing to do with the termination of Scar's people. Yeah, but I kind of see where he's coming from, though, as a, a victim of damn near genocide not even damn near straight uh, up genocide yeah wasn't uh, he the last of his people no, no there's an entire group yeah oh wait that's right yeah, there's also an itch fallen in the yep. military yeah there's I like a little little enclave <laughs> um uh but you know the even if he tried to be like oh he wasn't there it, it would be really easy to to visualize ed will for sure grow up to be yeah. the type He's a of dog of the that, military yeah yeah it, he didn't do it yet, but yeah. there will be some other Ishval. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, it's amazing, too, because we're brought into this world. We start in Resinbul where, you know, we meet Winry and her grandmother, and like, <laughs> oh, these guys are going to be major parts of the show. And then for a long time, they honestly aren't. Yeah. Like, Winry's one of those characters that her screen time isn't as big as some characters, you know, the side characters, like... Uh, Scar or Mustang or even Von Hohenheim, mm-hmm. but every time she makes an appearance, there's an impact. Yes, and honestly, I kind of like that more because uh, she's not a fighter. She's not in the military. She's like, yeah, she can throw a wrench pretty damn hard, <laughs> but that only gets so far. Literally, so, yeah. So <laughs> she, they can't just drag her along 
on all their adventures, like in a lot of other action-packed anime where the love interest is, or like primary female is just part of squad. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. honestly, like the way they also did her, like, uh, she's one of the characters, she's now, she's one of the females nowadays that like people know who she is. And yet she's still an underrated character. Yeah. Because when, when you talk about the biggest females in anime, everyone, you know, everyone hates Sakura. Yeah. Like, that's that's the biggest one immediately everyone fucking hates. Weirdly enough, she has a following, and I yeah. don't understand it. It's a following of haters. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, there's characters, you know, Nami and Nika Robin from One Piece. Right now you've got Uraraka from My Hero. You've got, like, Urza and Lucy from Fairy Tale. Yeah. Not enough people talk, not just about um, what we've got here, but you've also got Riza Hawkeye, mm-hmm. who, yeah. for someone who doesn't have alchemy, who doesn't have random fucking superpowers, she's just a girl with a gun, and she's real fucking good with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah she is. Why do you think her last name is Hawkeye? Yeah. I thought it was because of that surgery she had. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Muffin button. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Muffin button. <laughs> My notifications. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and I didn't want to talk about Shao Tucker, but you, you can't talk about Full Malka's Brotherhood, an in-depth look at a series. Without talking He's the about best boy. Fuck off. Fuck okay. off. Uh, I got really disappointed recently, actually. I was watching an episode of I'm Actually, and they had, uh, like, a one of their special challenges, their shiny questions, mm-hmm. where they had to um, categorize, I think it was doctors. Like, they would get a picture of, of a fictional doctor. Yeah. <gasps> and they would have it. to say what property they're from. And Shao Tucker popped up, and... Uh, Ify Nwadawe, who is like a really famous weeb, you know, he, that's what he's yeah. known for is being an anime fan, uh, was on there and uh, and still nobody knew who, who Shao Tucker was. Oh my was god. Like, he's one of the most hate, notoriously hated people on the internet. In, like, and in, he's not even real. In, in Yeah, he's one of the most hated characters in modern fiction. How is it that, that nobody here knows who, none of these nerds know who he is? Exactly. You don't even need to know anime to know that you're supposed to hate Shao Tucker. Yeah. And it's crazy, too, because so many people love anime nowadays, but haven't seen Full Malcolm's Brotherhood, or get it confused with the original. Yeah, it's just... I.e. my buddy at work. It's just because we're getting older. I mean, yeah. it <laughs> With the way that the world is evolving now with anime... The older anime are very hard for people to pinpoint because nowadays all the newer stuff is making such a big scene and driving their attention that they all forget about, you know, you know, Full Metal Alchemist, Naruto, like the old, the ones that... I would disagree with you. That's what I was about to say. But yet One Piece and Naruto are still arguably two of the most popular anime in the world. That's true. But they're long running and don't have full reboots. But like true. with Hunter x Hunter, you have, if you're trying to get somebody to watch it, you have to specify which one you're talking about, yep. just like with Fullmetal Alchemist. And I think that's just because of the uh, saturation in anime as we get more and more. Mm-hmm. And uh, even with, like, Fruit Basket. 
Like yeah, they had a reboot, that's another one. Reboot, but like most people nowadays are going to know about the new one. They would never know that, oh, there was another one. They should reboot Promise Neverland. And do it properly, and then even we'll, though it's like three years old. And then, yeah, and then we'll tell people which one not to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. But, yeah, shout, going back on Shout Tucker, fuck that guy. He's the best boy. I will hang up on your ass. So, I actually watched a TikTok today where it's talking about how he's a hero. Because people just want cat girls, and he's at least doing scientific process to get us closer. I mean, he's not he's not wrong. Uh, he got way closer when you uh, consider, uh, maybe not him, but... Uh, when we see the more advanced chimeras, the actual humanoid ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's also what I'm thinking, though, is, like, you know, he's supposed to be, like, a revolutionary on this, and, like, he wasn't even good at what he did compared to this other stuff. Yeah. (laughs) They could switch back and forth between their animals and human forms. Yeah. He literally fucked up. He just put a wig on his dog. Yeah. Talk about a talk. And there, and th- that process of uh, chimera making is like ten years older than Shao's. Yeah. I still hate the fucker and can't believe he did that to his daughter. In the original version, uh, one of the like, primary deviations is that Shao Tucker is not executed. Uh, instead, he is taken to a secret lab where. Uh, it's the same lab where what we know as the advanced chimeras in the current series were made, but instead, in the deviated version, he makes himself into a chimera, where he's like this... He kind of looks like uh, he was taken out of where the wild things are, but instead of a head, it's his body upside down, and he, ju- he just whispers everything he, he says... And he's got this uh, like secret lab where he's trying to make a philosopher's stone, and he has a bunch of uh, like Nina clones. So and nightmare fuel. Oh yeah, it's like super fucked up. Uh, the I'll, I'll give it to the to the original series. It's bad in a lot of ways, uh, especially when it's once it deviates. But uh, some of the things that they do are, are like just kind of fucked up enough to really yeah. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, very uh, where where the wild things are, nightmare fuel kind of, kind of shit. So kind of moving past the atrocity <laughs> that is Shout Tucker, let's talk about the the homunculi. Every every one of them has their own amazing moments mm-hmm. in the show. Every single one does is not overshadowed. And that's the nice thing. And we only get to see... <laughs> I mean, yeah. Sloth. Sloth has a lot of impact, though. Honestly, true. Lust is the one we get the least amount with. That That is true. I was, yeah. ju- I was just thinking that. Lust is, like, the main one for a long time. And she gets actually very little character development. Yeah. 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 Because, like, with, without Sloth, there is no circle in Amestris. Yeah. Because he spends most of his time, what a pain. What a yeah. pain. He's just Shikamaru on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, it gave his power to pride. Yep. I think my favorite uh, homunculus 
has to be either envy or uh, greed. Envy or greed. Well, which greed? Mine's my uh, my favorite's greed number one, actually, and that's a hot take for most people. But number one, it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I think I might have to agree with that, just because he was the rebellious child and just being like "fuck you, dad." And even when he was getting melted down, he's like, "You know what? I don't regret anything that I did." Yeah, if his arms were free, he'd be he would have been flipping father off exactly hands as he burned. Yeah, my favorite is. And always will be wrath because you want to talk about a well written deceptive character. Yeah. King Bradley. Oh my god, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's very valid. He fucking played everybody like a goddamn fiddle. Yep. All the way to the end. Because throughout the entire series, he's such like a helpful guide. He just pops up whenever, like, everybody's at a wall and they just can't figure out what to do next. Mm-hmm. Gives advice and... And then just carries on his business. Yeah. And then when you find out, oh, shit, he's a homunculus, then there's so much, like... He's still a nice guy at moments, but, man, you cross him the wrong way. He's not a nice guy, dude. He's trying to end everything. Uh, he appears, he pu- he personifies as a nice guy. Like, he shows that he is when he's not. He, he gives that, um, uh, what is it, uh, fake reassurance. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I'm, that's how I'm trying to word it. You know who I fuck with the most? Who? Fucking Pride, dude. Pride, Pride is, is number awesome. two on my list. Pride is Pride's my favorite because of how fucking scary this dude is, and how fucking like smart and sneaky he is. And he brought one of the coolest looking like armor flexes, like when he, when he took over Alphonse. Yeah. I thought that was fuck, but also scary as shit. Yeah, that's true. You see all of his eyes just coming out of the shadows in his armor. I yeah. love. I will say, if there's anybody's like a like homunculus ability, I love the most. It's Pride's. His only downfall is he needs light to use it, but once he has it, he fucking goes off. I mean, it makes sense, because without light, there is no shadow. Yeah. But he fucking goes off. And one of my favorite interactions in the entire series is in the dome with Pride and Alphonse. Yes. Which then leads to one of the coolest fucking fights when Alphonse fights against the Crimson Alchemist and against Pride. With yeah. a philosopher's yep. stone. Yes. He's using, like, Morse code to sit on Al's head to signal. Yeah. Yeah, that kid's a fucking genius. I I love all the homunculus. They're all fucking great, especially Gluttony. He cracks me up. I hate Gluttony. Yeah. Gluttony's my least favorite. I fucking hate Gluttony. He, he's definitely the least, like... He's not my absolute favorite, but he is still... Fairly funny. He has his funny moments. <clears throat> Gluttony is the one of two homunculi in the original series that actually survive the entire way. The other one being that series Pride, which is different than... The two Prides we get. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, it's that series Wrath because Bradley is Pride in the original. Yeah. Ah. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. So wait, who's Wrath? Uh, Wrath is a twin of, like, uh, Edward... I guess he has his limbs and shit. Uh, yeah, but the way homunculi work in the original is a little different because they're all made from 
uh, the remains of of somebody similar to how yeah. the, the, their mom was in the beginning. Yeah. So there. So actually, Trisha Elric is sloth in yeah. the original. Their yeah. mom. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. She has like water powers. It doesn't really make much sense. But Wrath uh, in that series is a teacher's stillborn child that she tries to bring back. Oh. And that actually brings some really cool dynamics. But that Yeah, that would be pretty cool. But the character is pretty shit because he's just like this whiny little kid. I mean. His plot's cool, though. He wants to... He, he has... He stole Ed's limbs from beyond the gate. And so his whole plan is to steal the rest of Ed's body. Huh. So it's Noah from uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yeah, if he uh, if he ripped Kaiba's limbs off first, <laughs> which would have passed him. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah. that would have made the series way more metal. <laughs> <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh season zero. <laughs> yeah. 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 Much. Basically. Shit. And then, so for me. Pride is er, Pride is number two behind Wrath. After that, I I love me some Troy Baker Greed. I I do love Troy Baker as Greed, but yeah. like the first Greed, his his personality, it's just amazing. I love him. Number five is probably Lust. Number six is Sloth. Number seven is Gluttony for me. Number four though, Envy, who has the coolest death in maybe any anime ever. And that is one of the things that I think sets Full Malcolm's Brotherhood apart from a lot of other shows. Is obviously you get some really cool, you know, hero deaths like how we thought Alphonse was sacrificing himself to get Ed's arm and leg back. Uh, Captain Buccaneer in the final fight. Mm-hmm. You get incredible villain deaths too, though. Lust when she said, "Well, you you've killed me," and then fades away. Mm-hmm. Um, the final fight between Scar and Wrath when he ages out and yeah yeah and envy where you find out that the thing he's envious of most is he wants to be human mm-hmm. and he rips out his own philosopher's stone and kills himself yeah that so dark yeah so impactful yeah. And then you have the other ones who just die. Like Sloth and Glenny. Well, Sloth's death is also really good with... Doesn't he just get literally bodied and fuck by Armstrong? Yeah, but it's both Armstrongs. Yeah. That's the part that's really cool about his that's, death. Yeah. Yeah, it takes two Armstrongs to take him down. Yeah. yeah. That alone and, is impressive. And even Glenny gets a cool send-off because he's literally eaten alive by pride. Yep. Oh, yeah. There is not a bad death. Also, the death I didn't talk about that is the direct result of because of Envy, which is to, to this day is still to me sadder than Nina Tucker. May's motherfucking Hughes. Oh, my oh. God. The that. quote, why are they putting dirt on Daddy? If they're putting dirt on Daddy, how's he going to do his work? That it hurts. fucking ruined me. It hurts every time. We forgot to bring an umbrella. Looks like rain. I don't even fucking care about that quote. It's his daughter's quote that kills me. Both of them kill me. Like the Roy Mustang's quote is just it, like adding insult to injury. Fuck. Wickard, who's your uh, favorite death of Mab? Huh? It's kind of like uh, 
they didn't die right away, but like it involved them going to die if that counts. Works for me. Right when uh, Envy was getting flamed on by uh, Mustang, and then fucking burned him to a crisp, and then like got him to that little form, and then ultimately and Envy dying in that form. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, also, Hawkeye I, stopping Roy. Yeah, like that. I, I was. I don't, I don't know because like I didn't really care for all the other deaths except for Envy's. I guess. That's fair. Yeah, I mean that that whole moment was epic. Even before it got sad, when he was just blowing up Envy's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I was just happy that Envy died. Yeah. It's just a surreal and beautiful send off, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's one of the cool things about it. And honestly, even Father, his death is. Well, it's not necessarily a death; it's a regression back to the homunculus in a jar. Yeah. Still. And then he gets eaten by the gate. Also, Von Hohenheim. We haven't even talked about John Swayze's character. (laughs) The throwback with him as a young teenager. Yeah. Oh, I loved his origin. Oh, yeah. In the original store, in the original uh, uh, city. One of my favorite things about that the voice of Slave 23 is Aaron Dismuke. Who is the original voice of Alphonse when he was a child? That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. So he's the voice in the original. He got to be a teenager and his voice is a little too deep. They found a way to bring him into the the reboot. Mm-hmm. And obviously, we've seen Aaron Dismuke since then really take control with some amazing roles. We just saw him in Moriarty the Patriot, Senku, Sun Eater. He's really taken, you know, his can. Uh, career and run with it. Hell yeah. But one of my first introductions to him was through Slave 23 and his work as young Von Hohenheim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two of my favorite voice actors play <laughs> Von Hohenheim in the same show. Yeah. <laughs> Von Hohenheim truly went through hell and back. And while he may not be father of the year... He has very valid reasons in regards to why he did what he did. He helped create Father of the Year. <sighs> like, if he had stayed... If he doesn't leave Alphonse and Ed, the entire country dies. Yeah. You have another genocide, like what he accidentally helped cause. Yeah. Also, uh, Hohenheim is used... Uh, like in a really unique way most of the time i can't stand uh recap episodes especially when they're used as like an official release yeah but full Alchemist brotherhood specifically has a recap episode that involves hohenheim it's one of the first like actual full episodes that we get of him where is he's... it the one where he's sitting by the bonfire yeah yeah and it's an amazing episode and it's like the the one of the only right ways to do a recap yeah that is, yes, I agree completely. I was just thinking of the fucking outtakes. We got to talk with John Swayze over the weekend about the outtakes, about how some of them were, you know, kind of fate or you know forced to do for the DVD release, but other ones were pretty natural. Mm-hmm. And I just thought about you know when he's talking about all the different people from the country that lived on inside of him and Jeremiah. Well, Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then always, the one that will always kill me is, oh, so you're in charge here? Why don't you lean in and give me a kissy? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and honestly, the outtakes are one of the reasons I fucking love this show so much. Yeah. Even if we know now that they were kind of already planned, they're still great. I still don't believe that Grandma's making stew tonight. Fuck yeah! Was planned. I There's don't believe no that. There's no way in heaven, hell, or high water that that was planned. Ah, <sighs> uh, I love I that. I think that's my favorite one. It has, it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's too perfect. Chimeras, huh? Oh shit! <laughs> And that's one of the other things, like, you know, we've had our arguments back and forth on sub versus dub. This one's dub, hands down. This dub is one of the best acting performances by an ensemble I've ever seen in anime, cartoons, live action. Like, you can watch the show sub, but you're doing yourself an injustice. I've never... This is... I, most of the the anime that I've seen, I've seen in probably both subbed or dubbed in some capacity. I've never even considered watching this one uh, in subbed. I've seen some like TikToks and stuff of it dubbed and I'm like, or subbed, and I'm like, this doesn't hold a candle. Well, just think about how loaded the cast is: Vic Mignogna as Elric, J. Michael Tatum as Scar, um, John Swayze as Von Hohenheim, Kent. Uh, Williams as father, uh, Travis Willingham as Mustang, Laura, Laura Bailey, Bailey as Lust. You've got uh, Aaron Dismuke, Aaron Dismuke, Caitlin Glass as Winry, um, Colleen Clinkenbeard as uh, Reza Hawkeye. Oh God, who's the other one? The guy that plays John Gene Havoc is another really big one. He's also Jean in Attack on Titan. I don't know the guy's name. Oh my god, it's going to drive me crazy. I know he's one of the people I reached out to because I put those two characters in there. It's but not the guy that's not the guy that bought. Uh... I'll, I'll think about it and kind of look and I'll look it up. In fact, I've actually got yes, but this cast is, is stacked. And even it's probably one of the most stacked casts I've seen. Yeah. And even Ed Playlock, um, Mike McFarland. Yes, Mike McFarland who I believe... Actually, I think, yeah, he is Bond. I believe. He's one of the Seven Deadly Sins. I know that. I think he is Bond. I could be wrong. Um, that sounds about right. But Ed Blaylock, the voice of father, of uh, Raph, he unfortunately passed away in 2017. And it's a shame because we didn't get enough of him, in my opinion. He's played some big roles in Tokyo Ghoul in One Piece and uh, he actually plays a decent sized role in Overlord. Yeah, he's the butler. Yeah, Sebastian. Mm-hmm. Sebastian. Yes, his first name is Sebas. His last name is Tian. Mm-hmm. And he's a badass. He's a badass butler. Yeah. Oh, fucking Todd Habercorn as Ling Yao. Oh, yeah. Chris Sabat as Luis Armstrong. Oh, Sonny Strait as Maze Hughes, Jerry Jewell as Barry the Chopper. Oh my god, I can't believe I fucking forgot about those. Oh, another fun fact about the uh, the original series. Uh, we meet Barry before he dies. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he actually kidnaps Winry and tries to kill her. So when, uh, in the scene where Al finds suit Barry, uh, Barry gets pissed 
because uh, he doesn't recognize him. Instead oh. of instead of not instead of just not knowing who he is. Huh. Oh yeah, so Mike McFarlane has done a lot of shit that I love. Forgot that he's Master Roshi in Yajirobe mm-hmm. in Dragon Ball Z. He is uh, Buggy in certain parts of One Piece. He is Helmeppo in One Piece. Uh, he is Ritsu Soma in Fruits Basket. The man that dresses oh, yeah. as a woman. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's done a lot of shit that I fucking love. I'm trying to confirm who he is in the Seven Deadly Sins, but he might have a long, amazing career. He might yeah. not be in it. Yeah, I haven't seen... Huh. I've been looking I thought through, he was, and but... I haven't seen any Seven Deadly Sins characters. Oh, he's oh, also he's... Ectoplasm and uh, Ojiro in MHA. He's Carnage Kabuto from One Punch Man, and I think that's awesome. Yeah, I'm not seeing, uh, we're getting into 2015. When did, when did Seven Deadly Sins come out? Uh, I mean, it's been still out. They just finished up, so yeah. you, you Oh, Benjamin Diskin is Bond. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Max Middleman, who is, that, uh, yeah. King. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this fucking cast is loaded. That's, mm-hmm. that's all we need to... Call it Potato. Is it baked too? Sometimes we I don't am. know what we don't know what Gene Havoc was smoking. True. But just in general, when I think about some of the best anime of all time, there's so many that I I watch and they can't stack up to this because in 64 episodes, this show accomplishes what some shows take 200 plus episodes to try and accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. They they develop an entire nation and neighboring countries even they establish the inner workings of everything they set up this entire like coup they they do pretty much everything that most shows do in like you said in a couple hundred episodes and the development of relationships like we didn't get a forced love interest yeah and like everyone's fucking you want it the entire time they're on screen together ed and winry are perfect for each other yeah that's another reason why I actually like how little she's around because when she does pop up, it's such a big impact and you really get to see what it's like when people who do have like the that budding love for each other when they separated for so long and they get back together. And it really trips you up of just how long of a time period takes place in those episodes. Yeah. Because Ed goes from a little pipsqueak and the quote from Winry is, when did he get taller than me? Because you don't even notice. Right. And that's how well this show is so seamless. Like, you think this maybe takes place over a couple months, but no. It is literal years Mm -hmm. in development, and it's so perfect. It doesn't have a time skip anywhere, and you do not realize you're watching years unfold in front of your eyes. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. It's gorgeous. So, Wiki, you're the most recent person to watch. What were some of the big thoughts and takeaways you had from... Watching Brotherhood. Talking to me? Yes. You asked what my bigger takeaways from it were? Yes. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, fuck, dude. Wait, put me on the spot. Um, You haven't been talking. I need to get you involved. Well, I just didn't want to break in when you guys are talking. You know, there's never, like, a good point to do it over the phone. Mm. Um, oh, shit. Uh... (laughs) 
power ah uh, fuck dude the power system of yeah alchemy. that's honestly the next thing I wanted to talk about was that's pretty lo- sick I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. I the massive character development in the show is something I really appreciate oh my god yeah dude uh, like, I just, not my really favorite character in the entire yeah. show is Alphonse 100% I want to get a full back piece of him that'd be fucking awesome oh, that would be dope yeah I would love so that <laughs> and one thing I truly appreciate about Brotherhood is that we actually get an anime that understands the concept of death yep like there's a way to bring something back, but it's not the person you wanted it to be. Exactly. It, it really drives home that, like, really, once somebody's gone... They're there's, gone. There's no Dragon Balls or magic tears that's gonna... That's gonna do it, even in a world with... They call it science, but let's be honest. It's magic. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the alchemy. Yeah. yeah. We're just talking about the idea of death. That it is a final thing in... Yeah brotherhood and even shuts the door on the idea of being able to bring someone back through alchemy literally and i, I honestly yeah. love that um because it's true in this world where like you were saying when i walked back in that's basically magic they keep one thing real and that is death and i i very much appreciate that and like how the repercussions are if you try and uh Defy it. Yeah. Well, that just in general, that's what the beautiful thing about alchemy, the law of equivalent exchange. Mm-hmm. You have to get give something to get something. Mm-hmm. And in this case, a life for a life is the only price. And yeah. That and uh, he even tries to scientifically, like, do it as scientifically as possible by getting like the exact measurements of a human body. Yep. And then the belief that you know your blood is about the same as the soul. And no, the fucking eight. Like even such smart, amazing, talented kids like go, going into that. How many other people do you think have tried human transmutation? Didn't even include half of that thought. You know, just like oh, I missed this Izumi. person. Izumi. Yeah, I mean she had the the full, uh, well, the fetus, but. Yetus. Uh, it got yeeted through the gate, I guess. It got yeeted. That fetus got yeeted. <laughs> and we haven't even talked about Teacher. <laughs> oh, Teacher. One of the best parents in anime. The best parent in anime. <laughs> um, Can't tell me otherwise. The real MVP fucking Sig Curtis. Yeah. Who doesn't know anything about what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but it's just there to support his woman. Yep. And has one of the best scenes <laughs> the entire show. The fucking bromance. The bromance! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. That scene... Muscle-bound bromance. Probably one of the top ten best scenes in that show is that. Oh my that. god, it's so fucking good. And the flexing and everything. Like it's it's so well designed. <laughs> they bond over, over their muscles. Which is exactly how it would be. Yeah, exactly. And I think one of the other things I love about this show, one, the drawing. The character design and the way everyone is drawn in the show is so unique and interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, this show, this manga, is one of the most successful female-written manga in all, the world. all of, probably all of history. Especially considering the kind of time frame it came out in, because yeah, the, so what, many early two thousands. Yeah, yeah. so many other 
uh, anime around that time generally sucked at writing females. Yeah. Because that was the birth of Naruto. Dragon Ball Z's always been terrible about it, outside of Android 18. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bulma a little bit in uh, Dragon Ball. Yeah. Uh, Naruto's okay. there. I will say One Piece has been really good about it. Nami, Nico Robin, Vivi, all these characters that I've, major female characters I've seen, all very well written. No characters wasted in One Piece. That's good, because there's a lot of them. <laughs> the fucking... Vivi's Duck is the best character in One Piece. Vivi's Duck? Vivi's Duck. Vivi's oh. Duck. Okay. Princess I... Vivi is a treasure, and her duck is amazing. But... back fuck? She's a duck. She rides around uh, Kairu or something like that. Yeah, of course. Alright. <laughs> Watch it. They have this supersonic duck squadron. Yeah, obviously. Okay, now maybe if he's <laughs> Yeah. I might have to watch just that. Just watch... Just, bro, just watch the crocodile arc. Alright. It's a good arc from what I remember, but one episode, I was... One episode. I'll I was find like, it and I'll give it to you. I All was right. like 14 when that came out on Toonami, so... Oh, no, I was like 12. Oh. <laughs> anyway, rounding back. I can't get over how much I love the idea. We, you know, we talked about Nen about how it's a well-developed and thought-out power system. Mm-hmm. Alchemy, to me, is right up there with it. I not, think it's probably better. Not oh. just the... Whoop. I'm disagreeing with Crimson. No. Well, to right. me, it's not just the idea of the law of equivalent exchange, but it's also the idea behind the Philosopher's Stone. Yes. Yeah. Harry Potter real fucked up. With the Sorcerer's Stone? I mean, it's technically the Philosopher's Stone. I mean, yeah. We just Americanized it. Yeah, because yeah. even even in the book, it says philosophers. Oh yeah, duh, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Wiki, why you agree, uh, why you disagree with me? I don't think it's better than Hunter Hunter's power system. Nen is more fleshed out, honestly. Yeah. But it's also because they had 140 episodes. So, yeah, uh, that's fair. I think the reason the alchemy is a bit better of a power system to me is because um, going back to the law of equivalent exchange, not to mention other than Ed and Al, all the other characters have to have a transmutation circle on their being to use that ability. Mm -hmm. And even then, it's only limited to what is around them. Whereas with Nen... You, it's a, an ability in you you have to unlock, and then you, it's very... It, it seems almost overpowered, but it makes sense because it's, it's a bit of an overpowered world. Whereas this one's you more of a real world. And master your Nen, you have to figure out what it is first, and it's just like that with... I mean, you have to understand science and shit. Yeah, I, I was just about to, to say that as well. Um they're not it's not that their only limitation is uh like the stuff they have around them and the circle they have to have complete understanding about what it is that they're trying to make yeah that's one of the reasons i love deep Yorozu and mha Mm -hmm. because her power is basically alchemy yeah just out of her body yeah (laughs) alchemy out the ass (laughs) literally Literally. yeah okay yeah because imagine they were shitting out fucking beakers of whatever the fuck yeah cause, cause like wiki was saying in, in hunter hunter they have to like basically have a know what they can do 
and then come up with a concept and then run with that. Where the the only reason that we see Ed being able to basically do like whatever he wants is because the gate flooded his brain with like every bit of scientific knowledge that that a person could have yeah. regarding alchemy. And I do love the fact that the only way you can do it without the circle is literally seeing God. <laughs> yep. Which, uh, Truth is my all-time favorite character. Not because he's God, but because how... Oh, what what's the word I'm looking for? Um, almost mischievous he is. Oh, honestly, when I think of Truth... I mean, I've got the fucker tattooed on me. When I think of Truth, I think of an anime Loki. That's fair. Yeah. That's pretty valid. Um, I just... I mean, I love Truth enough, I put him in one of my D&D campaigns. It's, it's weird, because Truth... It's... It, it's, it's such, like, a weird thing to even, uh, like, talk about the character, because it, it, it has no, like, karmic alignment. It's not good or evil in any way, shape, or form. It doesn't even do anything to really antagonize yeah. Ed. It literally just gives Ed everything he asks for. Yeah, it, and that is technically true for everybody who goes to the gate. Just it's more of a There's of a, a price ge- to pay though. Yeah, it's more of a genie with a toll. Yeah. Then. And honestly, like the, the at God the itself. end when, um, Ed goes to confront him one last time to be like, "I know what I'm trading," and how happy Truth gets when he's like, "You've and you've solved the riddle," kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I was. That gave me goosebumps, yeah. that scene, because I was like, oh, oh, I love it. That is, ooh. Oh, yeah, I mean, how many times do you think mortals have crossed the gate and have been like, oh, I want ultimate power, or I want uh, to turn lead into gold, I want to bring people back to life, Well, from what like we've that. seen, and at least four. Yeah, <laughs> but that's all we've seen. <laughs> yeah. But there are tons of... Eyes and faces and bodies from beyond the gate. Yeah. And we don't really know if those are, like, uh, in the actual canon, right. what those are, but... God, um, I, love, I love Truth so much. I love... I think I, the other reason why I love Truth so much is his design. Like, it's, there's not... There's nothing fancy about his character design or anything. Oh, it's, yeah, he's just your silhouette. Yeah, and I love that. With just the, the smile and everything. It, mm-hmm. It's simple, but it's genius. Yeah, for some reason, I don't know why. Uh, anime, I always love it when whenever characters have like those big psycho sm- mouth smiles. It's one of the reasons that uh, that Helsing really won me over, because they had tons of those smiles. Yeah. I just, oh God, I love, I love Drew so much. Yeah, I hate it when people lie to me, too. God damn it. <laughs> I uh, love the character. Uh, can I can I go on a, uh, on a tangent about how alchemy works in the original series? Yes, and please it'll, do. It, it'll probably make you really appreciate how, how uh, it works in the canon series. Uh, so, in, in the canon of the original, uh, the world of Full Metal Alchemist... Uh, which is known as Amestrit or Shambhala, is what the entire 
planet is called is a parallel Earth to ours uh, during the World War II era specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, and the gate is what connects the two worlds. Alchemy obviously doesn't exist in ours because we have uh, technology and other forms of uh, science that aren't magical. That world, alchemy, uh, is when you draw a transmutation circle, um, it creates a spiral energy force that connects to the gate. And any time that you do any type of alchemy, this happens. The anti-spirals attack. Kind of. Uh, when that energy is created, it requires a price, as we know, equivalent exchange. Mm-hmm. So, but that is a two-fold sacrifice. It requires something from your world, the materials, and then it requires the actual energy to make the transmutation happen. And that happens specifically from taking a soul from our world. Every single transmutation that happens in Shambhala requires a soul. Every single one. So anytime anybody does any minor act of alchemy in the series, even to make those stupid little tin dolls in the beginning, somebody here dies. Holy shit. In the the end of... Fuck, a lot of people have been using alchemy during COVID then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, actually kind of one of the things that they use to uh, explain kind of major disasters and wars that happen in our world. Because in the original series, near the end of it, big spoiler alert to a bad show, um, uh, Ed dies to save Al. Uh, and then Al... Uh, well, first Al kills himself to save Ed, because Ed gets killed by Envy. Ed comes back to life and then kills himself to save Al and brings back his original body, sacrificing his own body entirely. Uh, I prefer him sacrificing his alchemy more. Yeah. Um, And uh, when he does that, Hohenheim shows him the other side of the gate, which is our world. During World War II, uh, he's seeing like a vision of the future because it hasn't quite happened yet in the timeline of, of events. And it's like, this is what's going to happen when all of that energy starts taking souls. Like, this is how that energy is going to be collected. And it's the Holocaust. And we see that actually sort of coming to fruition in the movie that they release uh, called Conquerors of Shambhala, where Adolf Hitler wants to uh, open up the portal between worlds to steal alchemy and, and take over the world. Um, and using, oh, I guess there's three homunculi still alive. I'm sorry, there, because, uh, Envy, uh, turns into a dragon and then comes to our world. Uh, and the Nazis use him as, uh, as a living portal. Holy shit. There's too much happening there. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Uh. Honestly, though, that's pretty dark. Oh, the original series is way is way darker. The most of the time they're like, "How do we deviate? Let's just do something crazy fucked up." And they done did. And that's Can what you they did. How many people then that uh, Mustang would have had to sacrifice to blow up uh, Envy and uh, Lust? Yeah, even a uh, uh, Hohenheim is from is actually like from our world. 
uh, and he was a he was a Knights Templar. That's so, cool. So what you're yeah. saying is, Full Metal Alchemist is an isekai. Uh, for Hohenheim, technically, uh, the movie is a reverse isekai because after Ed sacrifices his body, his soul is brought to our world where he lives in Germany. And he lives with that world's Al, who's not related to him at all, but he's a rocket scientist for Germany. Huh. A.K.A. he's a Nazi. Huh. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Uh, Hughes is also a Nazi in that movie. Oh, no. Yep. He, uh, and he straight up tries to kill Ed. Like, he has the whole swastika on him and everything. It's pretty heartbreaking. Honestly, like... As bad as the original was, the concept is not terrible. There are people who... It, there's not a lot of them, but there are people who actually prefer the original. I know, like, two people who actually prefer the original. Well, they're wrong. So I, far... They are wrong. I do, I do think it's worth a watch, and I do believe it'll actually make you appreciate the new series more if you do. And they actually do, a, like, one or two cool things, like, here and there. Yeah. It's just um, not a very good show. My buddy at work, he started watching the original first. And uh, I told him, I was like, once you get to Brotherhood, like you'll have a whole new appreciation for it. Yeah. I, I never even finished the older series. Because I was like, no. <laughs> but, yeah, I, mean, like, I still have, a, like, I always had, like, an understanding of the old, because, like, I get it. But the new one, like, Brotherhood is always going to be better. In my opinion, I the ideology though of the original and like how the alchemy works is pretty freaking amazing. Yeah, it, it's it's kind of metal. Yeah, uh, like, because even when people uh, have gone through the gate and they get the circleless alchemy, mm -hmm. it's explained that even they can't escape that because their hands form the circle that creates the energy. Yeah, like I think that is consistent to the. Uh, to, to Brotherhood. I think that's... Cause don't they say that in Brotherhood, too? They is that, that their palms make the circle? Their palms are basically creating the gate. Yeah. Yeah. Since they've seen the gate, this is basically their connection to it. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the whole Philosopher's Stones being, you know, souls and stuff was dark in, bro like, Brotherhood, and, like, learning about that is, like, holy shit. But alchemy as a whole needing the souls? That's darker. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like... Souls from an entire in world a, that you didn't even know existed. Yeah, and in a way, like... Ed feels it, bad for fixing that fucking radio now. Yeah. <laughs> I honestly, I kind of like that. That idea, like, the idea, the idea of when you, when they do alchemy there, it affects our world. I, I, Dude, I'm honestly kind of behind that. Like, that's kind of badass. Man, there, there's a... it brings a whole new appreciation to it. There's a limit, though, because when... When you do really consider the fact that every time you perform a transmutation, somebody in another world dies, it really makes you lose the idea of equivalent exchange. Yeah, because, well, it, you think mean, of it though, this that way. That does have to create that magical energy to create the transmutation, but it's still... I mean, eventually you just wind up doing a worldwide genocide without, you know... Without them actually realizing it, and then one day they just can't do alchemy because nobody's, you know, there's no souls anymore. Yeah. Which, if that same logic tracked into Brotherhood, uh, then Father would have, uh, and Hohenheim, would have committed multiple genocides at once. 
I just came across this meme in my memories from a couple years ago. Emails just aren't safe. We should hide state secrets deep in the story parts of recipe blogs. And someone said, you laugh, but that is the plot of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The it, entire it process of creating Philosopher's Stone is hidden in those cookbooks. Yep. <sighs> I love their confusion when they first go to the library and they're like, I need Dr. Marco's notes. And she's like, all right, here's all of his cookbooks. The fuck? <laughs> and then they realize, they're like, oh, shoot, it's not what I said. They're a little short on time. Anyone, final thoughts? I love this show. Oh, man. There's too much to talk about. Part of me now kind of wants uh, to try watching the original. I mean, just to give, like, to watch it and kind of get a better understanding of it. But also to have more of a, like, I guess more of an appreciation for... Bro, you already got too many other shows you're going to fucking watch. Yeah, it's, I already do, yeah. If, if you got some extra time to kill... Which I don't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not something I'm saying that you have to do right this fucking second. I'm never going to rush you into watching the original Full Metal Alchemist. Believe me, I'm not. We will wa- force you and rush you into watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, though. Yes, yeah. that, that will forever... Yeah. But I will defend that it is worth a watch. At least a single watch. To at least get the ideology and understanding of how Brotherhood came into being. Because, fuck, even I've watched the original at least three times. That's fair. Wiki, any final thoughts on FMAB? Uh, if you haven't watched it, you should watch it, you fucking idiot. <laughs> says our uh, says our local Sundare. I don't know what that means. Uh, Sundare is like the, the bitchy girls in anime that tend to always call the main character an idiot. Asuka. Asuka, yeah. Asuka, Noel, stuff like that. Bulma. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, Full Malco's Brotherhood. In my opinion, the best anime, at least of all the anime I've seen, the best anime of all time. Yeah. Yep. It's just a masterpiece. I agree and with that statement. I will listen to arguments for Cowboy Bebop as well, but that's an argument for another show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, our anime assignment this week. I've been wanting to rewatch this show. I can't I, type it in my phone. <laughs> whatever. I told Cole he wouldn't be happy about it. But it's going to be the first 25 episodes of Death Note. Hell yeah. Why wouldn't Cole be happy about it? Past bullshit. What? I'll get into it later. There's a, I'll get to it off air. I'll say that. Okay. Uh, where does the 25th episode roughly cut off at? Because I know it's not the full season. Let me check. It might be like 26 episodes. But yeah, we're going to be doing Death Note this week I've been wanting to rewatch it it is one of my all time favorite series and Cole I promise you if you are able to move past that stuff you will thoroughly enjoy this show I'm hoping so full or uh Death Note in terms of how much you're into like the idea of demons and stuff like that you'll fucking love Ryuk oh it's arguably also like, one of the greatest I, animes of all time I, so like here's oh, the yeah, thing like, I know I would love this show because everything that I've seen about it has always interested me. But again, due to what I will explain to off-air, has been the one thing that has always prevented me from watching it. And so, yeah. That's fair. Well, maybe you have to watch it. Yeah. I'm aware. Because <laughs> it's now a sign. I have no choice. 
I mean, there's always a choice. Okay, so it's yeah. in the first 26 episodes. 26. Yeah, that is where... These are like 37 episodes. Yeah. The... Uh, it shows 37 episodes? Yeah, yeah. but the, the last... 11 we don't care about. Yeah. It, 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 I might, be, it, it, I kinda, might be able to knock it all out then. It takes if a If you want to watch the last 11, you're more than welcome to. I'm not saying you have to, though. Yeah, it's not part of the grade. The first 26 is the iconic part of Death Note. The, the confrontation between light and hell. Yeah, that I've is seen the, this show probably about like 12 times. Yeah, that is the hunt for Kira, one of my favorite anime arcs of all time. I'm going to have to push out a lot of episodes in a short time frame because Thanksgiving. That's just one day. Well, you I'm, can doing probably watch them. I'm doing Thanksgiving, and then that night I'm doing Black Friday shopping with some uh, friends. And then Friday, I think I might have a little time. And then the weekend, I won't be able to because time with the wife. And I think we've got other stuff planned this weekend with like Just photos. Try and knock out a couple episodes. If you watch like four episodes a day, you'll have plenty of time. I watched. If work goes well tomorrow, I'll probably be able to knock out episodes of Neon Genesis just so I wouldn't have to take a punishment. I lost like a lot of sleep. Uh, that's fair. You can do it. I mean, I have no doubt that I can do it. If I can knock and out, you guys can watch it during work. That's where I can't. I was like, if I can knock out at least half of it tomorrow, I'll be golden for next Monday and Tuesday. It's it, once you start watching it, it it'll fly by. Super vengeable. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So the anime assignment: the first twenty-six episodes of Death Note, one of my all-time favorite shows, and actually my wife's all-time favorite anime. Huh. Oh, I didn't even know she's ever seen it. Yep, Death Note was. One of her favorites growing up, and it's to this day still her favorite. Oh, hell yeah. Damn. I almost got her a Christmas sweater that said, it's Light Yogging with a Christmas hat that says you're on the naughty list. And we're specifically watching the version with Light Turner, correct? No. The superior no, version? No, fuck you. <laughs> fuck off. You can leave. I had to do a movie review of that, and I hated it. <laughs> but let's go into our last week's anime uh, assignment, speaking of 26 episode shows. <laughs> Neon Genesis Evangelion. The uh, the mindfuck of the 1990s. Yeah. Uh, so this has always been one of my one of my favorites growing up. Uh, although, you, you get... Did you two uh, watch the entire thing yeah. on, on Netflix? Yeah. And okay. the movie. And the okay. movie. I hated the movie. I'm, I'm, not, I'm a, yeah. straight up honest, I fucking hated the movie. I'm agreeing 100% on that. <laughs> That that's okay. Uh, not everything about this show is the greatest, uh, but that's not why I assigned it. So that's okay. Um, <laughs> well, you know, their their Neon Genesis has problems. You know, it's the the biggest problem it has, in my opinion, is it's fluffing. It's one of the worst shows with it. Um, oh boy, how do I got some words about that one? Yeah, uh, but specifically the the Netflix one, uh, it changed so much with the script. I hated the rewrite of Shinji. Yeah, uh, so so much of the. He's of, supposed to be queer, isn't he? In the original. Yeah. So so this is one of the the big things uh, that was changed. There's, there were tons of things, uh, all the way down from iconography to uh, sexual relationships, stuff like that, that were changed. The, one of the biggest ones, though, is uh, Kawaru, the final angel, falls in love with Shinji. Yeah, I thought that yep. was the case. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
and uh, and Shinji loves him back. In fact, uh, uh, when Kawaru dies, and there's that moment where Shinji's uh, at the uh, uh, at the shoreline with mm-hmm. um, like the ruins. Yeah. yeah, and in the Netflix version. He says he, he's talking about you know uh, oh Kawaru said that I was uh, I was worthy and nobody has ever told me that before and that is like an okay line but it's way better in the original context when he says oh, Kawaru told me he loved me and I loved him too and nobody has ever told me that before and stuff like that and so much like emotional stuff gets changed plus without their love uh the movie makes a lot less sense when <laughs> e when the giant lilith that looks like ray changes into kawaru and shinji That's goes from being horrified to happy yeah what'd uh, you say wiki i said yeah when he when lilith turns into like she kind of like separates her body and he's leaning towards him and then he's like you were here the whole time and starts fucking crying and then basically takes his embrace and turns into the world tree. Yeah, and none of that makes sense if they're not in love. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually watched the original one. The movie. Yeah, so you actually saw the the better script. Also, in the new version, they... Because the, the Netflix one... Uh, it actually is new. They redid it when it came to Netflix. Yeah. It, oh, yeah, it's they, only like three or four years old. Yeah. I will say, I still hated him as a character. Shinji or Kawaru? Shinji, he was annoying as fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's just now you know why we hate Zenitsu and Mineta. Yeah. No, Mineta was fucking awesome. So was Mineta. Um. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah. It, it's the the translation has some problems because there's also a lot of uh uh surprise surprise a lot of biblical iconography. And, what? Yeah, you it, don't say. Yeah, and some Holy of that shit. actually is lost in translation because the Netflix version is quote unquote more accurate, meaning they did literal word to word translations for every single word. And that creates a lot of really awkward moments, like where all of the pilots are referred to as singularly as children, first children, second children. But in the original dub uh it they're actually referred to as first child second child because they localize it and they don't do much localization in the direct translations uh i'm gonna knock out uh real quick what i did not like about the show sure besides the entire movie (laughs) um i i really did not like that movie i'm I tried to go in with, like, an open mind for the movie after watching the show, but after the hospital scene at the very first, like, five minutes, oh, I was yeah. like, there's no hope. Oh, yeah. There's it's, no hope for this movie. It's, it's super fucked up. That's also uh, downplayed. What is... W- Wiki, what does he say to himself uh, after he after he does that when he's just by himself? I'm pretty sure he says, I'm fucked up. Yeah. And that's, he's right. That's another thing that changes. They removed all cursing in the in the yeah. Netflix version. Um, uh, in 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 the Netflix version, he just says, "I'm lowest of the low," which is true. That it's, but he's definitely fucked up. Yeah. The one that was really stupid to me is 
when Misato was like, that's how adults kiss. We'll do the rest when you get back. I'm like, this is so out of place. Like, it's fucking stupid. And it might be high-key pedophilia. It was high-key pedophilia. She knew she was going to die, though. Yeah. Uh, I did like that the movie kind of explained this, like the snapshots we saw of Misato and the doctor dead mm-hmm. when uh, Shinji was having you know his existential crisis in the Ava in the last it's the second to last episode I think because we saw Misato like dead with a gunshot wound. Yep, and it uh, kind of actually explained it a little bit because as chaotic as the movie was. The ending to the actual series was so goddamn confusing. Yes, actually, yep. I do want to talk about that because that's a big thing. Uh, the show had no budget. None. In fact, it ran out of money before they finished it. The last two episodes... Is that why it's just black screens with writing for y- half the episode? Yeah, or crayon drawings, just whatever, the or like reused stock footage. Uh they had no money. That was just what they could get. Yep. Honestly, like, it's not the worst they could have done for Lot literally having no money. And that's actually why they made the movie in the first place, because the last two episodes is just the human instrumentality project through, like, Shinji's mind. And then the movie basically is what's happening on the outside. Yeah. Uh... What, the part that I will say that I thoroughly loved, I've loved when I studied psychology in college, mm-hmm. and it's also one of the reasons I really enjoyed when we did Invaded. But when it started diving deep into the idea of who you are to yourself is not who you are to every person. Yeah. That there's a different version of you in every single person you've ever talked to. Yep. Which I love they cycled through the different ones of who he was to his friends, who he was to Asuka, to Ray, to Misato, to his dad, to the doctor. I loved that we got to see the different versions and that we don't truly know who we really are because we also change who we are depending who we're around. Exactly. And the versions of ourselves that are created in the minds of others on a psychological standpoint, are no less real than the one that we create for ourselves. Yeah. That was a huge mindfuck, and I, that was the mindfuck that I loved. Yeah. I really enjoyed that deep dive. Um, that being said, I still didn't fucking understand what was happening most yeah. of the time. Yeah. That was my biggest thing with the show. So, like, towards the beginning, like, before, when the beginning was going on, I kind of was understanding what was going on. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool and stuff. And then I... Barely understood fuck about whatever the Avas were. Like I get it, but I don't get it at the same time. Uh, well, which which uh, explanation are you specifically? Because I know they, they're technically the, like, aren't they like angels with armor, for lack of a better term, like controlling armor? N- no. Um, so one thing to be careful of in anything that regarding <sighs> to nerve Sile or Avas in general, in the second episode, we are specifically told that nerve plants misinformation. So the masses do not, they can't know the truth about angels, Adam, Ava's, and eventually instrumentality. Um, so the stuff that we are told in the beginning of the series, it, most of that is like shit. It, just don't believe it. Um, what Ava's are is they're clones of humans. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, 
but they are you you use a human's soul to put it in there um and then the they have similar AT fields to uh, to angels. Yeah. And the LCL uh, sets them. So the humans they just have different forms. What'd you say? Because like, aren't angels the same thing as humans though? They're like super close to our DNA thing. They just just uh, they just chose to fucking uh, basically shit on the human form and choose the form that they have now, and they just can't coexist. Yeah. Uh, basically, each angels also. Each individual angel represents a uh, what humanity could have looked like if things were a little bit different. Yeah. Um, also, uh, something that the show lies to you about pretty much uh, pretty soon is when it says that Adam uh, comes from Lilith. That's a lie that the show tells you because Lilith the, came from Adam. What? Lilith came from Adam, right? They uh, are, they're kind of like, they're, neither of them are technically angels. They, they came here um, from uh, flying on giant moons. Um, and that's what the geofront is, is it's the shell of uh, Lilith's moon that she flew on. And they explain that they found Adam in a similar cave. There was another geofront in mm-hmm. the Antarctic. And that's yeah. where that's where he was. Uh, so yeah, real quick, the things that I did not like about the show. Shoot, like you were saying earlier, the filler. I there were so many moments where it was just one specific scene stretched to like a solid forty-five seconds of oh, just yeah. nothingness. It's I awful. had to watch most of it at one and a half speed, just because it was like that was so long. And I was getting yeah. so impatient. I was like. The, Do some. I, I, there were times where I thought my phone had froze. There were times I didn't know what was going on. I'm like, this is ridiculous. This is out of hand. The worst one, in my opinion, is the train scene where Shinji is talking about where, where he quits Nerve and he's like going home, yeah. and uh, Misato goes to the train station to see him and to see him off, and he decides to stay, but they're there for like a full minute. Yeah. yeah. In silence. I hated that. Like, the Kawaru one is bad, but I can at least explain that one away where he's justifying it to himself. Like, he has to actually kill the person he loves. Yeah. I just... Like I said, I or just, doesn't love in the new version. But I whatever. hated just how long those were. Uh, I thought my uh, screen froze multiple times. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Um, I also, <laughs> like... I did not like the last, I think it was probably two to three episodes, because I had no idea what the fuck was happening. Like, I was yeah. I was watching everything, and I was trying to understand it, and then once it got to that point, and then the movie, I was like, I don't know fuck about what's going on anymore. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you know what, I'll keep watching it, maybe it'll get explained, and then, you know, nope. So, and I'm like... Cool. Yeah, that's that's all super true. And uh, actually, I've talked about this before here on the podcast. That movie, because it's so crazy and out of nowhere, that is what inspired the creation for another one of my favorite series, Fully Cooly. I was going to say, I remember this from when we talked about it. At least with Fully Cooly, I at least, for the most part, understood 
kind of what was going on. I understood this more personally. The, the I understood Fooly Cooly more weirdly enough. This I had no idea what was happening. The weird thing is the movie and specifically human instrumentality does make sense if you have foreknowledge in uh like Ju Judeo Christian mythology and uh psychology. I uh, had neither. Um <laughs> because the when the full Ava series is uh, when they capture Shinji and then uh, they form into that symbol yeah. in the sky, that's known as the Tree of Sephirah, which is a Hebrew symbol. We also see it in, on the gate in Full Metal Alchemist, and uh, um, the elves in Black Clover use it as well. It's a. Uh... It's, it's, just, it's like the Tree of Life. Yeah, and it just shows that everything is connected. Um, which is the entire idea behind the human instrumentality project? Yeah, is to connect the minds of every living person. Yeah, because okay. of the uh, there's a Hebrew text that states that uh, that holds a belief that the Big Bang was not a creation but a separation. It's when God decided that everything that was once whole will be individualized. That okay. Uh, so that helps a little. Yeah, yeah. Foreknowledge of stuff like that, it does help understand that kind of stuff. When I was a child, I didn't know any of that. I still enjoyed all of it, but it made zero sense. I actually, uh, although as I get older and I'm more critical of shows, I am more aware of Neon Genesis, the flaws in in the show itself, but the like the meanings of everything, the iconography. Yeah. Uh, it's this it's show, always like, yeah. spot on, and I love how heavy the mental health tones are. Mm -hmm. it, it's it's so huge on like depression and anxiety, and how that affects your relationship with others. Yeah, biggest example is the hedgehog's dilemma. Yeah. So they they beat into your head kind of a lot. I will say like this show is definitely like. It's deeper than you would expect it to be, and there's a lot, like, there's a lot to understand with this show. There are college courses about this show. Yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. This is one of the, this is definitely one of those shows where, like, you know, as you just stated, you have to have an understanding of that stuff to fully, I feel like, fully appreciate what the show is. Yeah, the like, Netflix version kind of puts you at a disadvantage because it does change some of that shit. Right. Like, I mean, admittedly, like, I was not, I, I will say I'm not a big fan of the show, um, but I still have an appreciation for it now than I did before coming into this podcast for the show. Because mm -hmm. now you've, ex you know, with you kind of explaining, like, you know, all the ideology and stuff behind it and all like how like how it all makes sense the last three episodes and the movie still don't make sense to me but at least now it, it has a little bit more of understanding of like okay this is why this was happening because of this that and the other mm -hmm. versus hey i'm gonna cause a seizure for you real quick <laughs> give me about two hours yeah two to three hours um so yeah like i said like i'm not a fan of the show but I do have a, more of an appreciation for it than I did walking in today on it. So. Well, that's good. It, it, if that's how you walk away from it, 
that's all I need because because like I said I I I'm not get, guaranteeing a high rating on this though. <laughs> I, depending on where where it's still at, it will depend on how I feel about it. Because I, I mean, I still think the show is good. Um, it's just it's just very <laughs> flawed. Yes. Uh, I still think, even on an objective standpoint, it's still a good show. I'm not yeah. saying it's great or perfect. It's still a good show, though. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, that's why I'm saying, like, I didn't like it, but I'm not saying it's not a good show. I just have more of an appreciation for it, but I still, I do not like it. It's better than Sky Wizard Academy. It is better than Sky Wizard Academy. Uh, and Gretzko. What were you guys? It's, it's better than Gretzko. I like Gretzko. <laughs> uh, what were you guys? It's still, uh, objectively, it's still better than Gretzko. Oh, yeah, in the yeah, in yeah. the eye again in the ideology of things I will agree with you on like this definitely you know this obviously has more of a deeper meaning behind it and everything and given the type of show it is I can understand it I personally just like Agretzko more because I just find it humorous I didn't say that I necessarily liked it more or less I'm just saying it's better eh. um, what were you guys favorite angels. The one in the space. I, I really liked the spear. Yeah, the spear yeah. of Longinus. Uh, also, I that, forgot that that was an angel. The again, that one I looked the also, most like an angel. I also really liked the one that almost hacked the system. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I them think adapting think yeah. that one. I do remember that one very oh, familiar. My favorite angel was the shadow sphere angel. Yes, that one was super cool. Oh, the one that straight up ate Shinji. Yeah, and put him into yeah. the nightmare universe. That was cool. That was fucked. <laughs> that one was really. He cool. was just a floating. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Also, I want to. I want to say. Speaking of the one in space, uh, I want to say the original script goes kind of a little more in depth about the shit that's going on in uh, Asuka's head when she's being hit with that beam of light. Which all of that was super fucked up anyway. Yeah. Also, every time they started talking about Longinus, I just kept hearing the spear of vaginas. <laughs> oh yeah, real quick. Uh, I hate Oscar. Oh, you should. Yeah, good. You're supposed to. Man, the internet would really not believe you though. It because a lot of the internet leads you to believe that Oscar is like a waifu material. No, fuck Oscar. But fuck Oscar. But I also felt really bad for her. Yeah, the end. she went through some shit. Oh yeah, especially yeah. with against like the Ava series. Well, even just the beginning her. with her fucking mom, that her mom was trying to get her to die with her. Yeah. Holy shit! I felt bad for her, but also I still hate her yes. as a character. Yeah, I mean that's how I still feel about Noelle. She is especially at the end of the movie. Like that was the end of the movie. Was just dumb. I, I are, are you saying like the very end when it was just the two of them? Yeah. Like, it just, I was just like... I was hoping he'd keep choking her out. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, all she did was just wake up to him choking her, put it, her hand on his face and call him an idiot. I was like... And then it just cuts black and I'm well, like... I, I think, uh, I think they'd been there for, for a while because she's bandaged up and the cross is nailed to the post. I, I yeah. think they've been walking around for a while. Yeah, it, it's just... It's kind of hard to tell how much time has passed. I'll tell you this much. I didn't see the ending coming because when we were going into the show, I knew there was a lot of like deep meaning behind it. I thought it was just going to be the mental health aspect mm -hmm. and the fact that Shinji, you know, is gay and was one of the first like major gay 
anime characters. Yeah. I thought it was mostly just that. And I thought that, like, the bad, like, the horrible ending to it was going to be basically the angels taking over and destroying humanity with, because you see the screenshot, like, in the Neon Genesis picture, one of them is him just holding Asuka there at the end of the series. Mm Mm-hmm. I thought that's how it ended, like the two of them trying their best and failing, and the angels. I didn't fucking see any of that coming. I thought it was just like gonna be a whole, fucking mech fighting anime. Yeah, yeah, with the whole welcome to the real world, like literal IRL shots, and then pan back to just regular anime of girl getting choked out by Shinji. Yeah, yeah, because in uh, in theory, uh, but by the time the movie comes around, you know. They won. The angels are dead. Did they win, though? Like, Yeah. It, according to the nerve mission statement that everybody above the uh, Gendo and Sile, according to everybody else that works for that entire government branch, their job is done. The, because uh, the exact amount of angels are recorded in the Dead Sea Scroll. The, uh, which they talk about in the in the show. I love the references. To the- they said the rest is up to Shinji. Yeah. yeah. When they said that their job was done, it was literally just up to him what the fate of humanity was going to be. Yeah, but if it wasn't for uh, Gendo's human instrumentality plan or Sile's plan, uh, then the world would have been fine after that. They would have just been like, okay, now we can retire Nerve and the Avas and call it good. I nope. <laughs> did really like uh, as much as I didn't like Asuka I really liked the underwater fight I thought that was very cool when she was introduced mm-hmm. and then they were on the battleship mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and I also did really like the references to the Dead Sea Scroll I, yeah I really liked the Judeo-Christianity references yeah and stuff and how it helped develop and progress the series forward what I, was the name of the chick that he was staying with? Uh, Misato Misato I liked her towards the beginning. I started disliking her towards the end. Like, I understood. I, I personally grew to like her more because she became more of a mom figure. Well, him. I liked that, but like I didn't like everything else around it of like... Uh, Girl with daddy issues. Yeah. For lack of a better term, yeah. I mean, I mean, the show does a really good job of humanizing her, though. because they do. Because she is like a general... Whose job is to force children to save the world for her. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time... Also, what is it with so many mech anime? It's like, we need kids to pilot them. Uh, we need ki- super Darling hormonal children. We need, <laughs> we need kids who like need to fuck somebody. Darling Yeah. Gurren Logon? Yep. This fucking show. <laughs> Um, Mobile Suit Gundam. Yeah, for parts of it, Iron Blooded Orphans. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, and I, I personally am a Christian, so anytime that uh, fiction really like turns up that 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 dial of the Judeo Christian stuff to make crazy shit happen. I'm I'm typically a big fan. That's why I like a lot of apocalypse stories and stuff like that. I'm also a Christian, but I was really going to make a joke of, oh, you see me when fiction brings in more fiction? <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Should we get to ratings? Yeah. Oh, sure. Um, 
So unbiased. <laughs> no, I know. Uh, in fact, because I personally, for this assignment, watched the Netflix one, I was actually going to dock at some points because of how dirty they did the script. Um, so I'm actually going to give this version, uh, which I still think is kind of high, but personal enjoyment has a lot to do with it, a seven. Uh, the show has way, such a bad fluffing problem. Yeah. Like it, it's something that you don't think about when, when there's so much time between viewings of the show, especially since my most recent exposure to Neon Genesis is the redo movies which are incredible start to finish all of them uh and don't fluff at all because they're on a time crunch um so yeah i'll, I'll give the if it was the the original dub that i watched i would probably give it a seven and a half or an eight because more of the iconography is there the the acting is better and less awkward the script's better but uh seven and that's that's my fun. Seven, and that's mostly because of personal enjoyment. Half the time when I heard Shinji like complaining and talk about, I just pictured the little brother from Ghost Stories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, same. <laughs> that I was the same vibe, man. I mean, at least half the time though, I can I can still understand Shinji because. Yeah, I mean, I get him too, but uh, <laughs> Shiji doesn't want to fucking pilot this giant monster and fight other giant monsters and risk his life to save humanity when he doesn't even like humanity. But That's at right. the same time, he doesn't want to die. <laughs> yeah. And he wants literally anybody, doesn't matter who it is, to just give a fuck about him. Yeah. Because nobody does until Kawaru. I mean, Misato does, but... And he kind of gets friends, but nobody, like, loves him until right. Kawaru. That's fair. But you don't even get to see that in the Netflix version. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, what about you, Crimson? Uh... I've been doing a lot of back and forth in my mind for this show. Um, I think I'm probably going to be giving this. Hell yeah. While we've um, been recording, my wife has been sending me TikToks of Jujutsu Kaisen as she is watching it for the first time. You and mean she, Snapchats? What did I say? TikToks. TikToks. Oh, yeah, a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Snapchats of, and she just got to Gojo's eyes. Hell yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I'm probably gonna have to give this a six and a half, honestly. I was on, I, for a while I was thinking seven, and then just, you know, as we've been talking about it more, like, again, I have more of an appreciation for this show. I personally just did not like it because there was so much of it that I did not understand. There was so much fluff in it that was it was to the point where it agitated me. And the yeah, as you're saying, I mean, I personally did not like the script. I thought it was it almost felt rushed. I never felt like the show was rushed in any no, capacity. Not the show. You, even, the script. Yeah. They were really proud of the script. 
they that was were wrong. that's the crazy thing to me. They when, were wrong. When Netflix acquired the rights to the show, and they were like, "Oh, the script has been improved. It's more accurate." No, I don't. I it just if it's more accurate, it just makes me more confused. Yeah. So more accurate just means no localization. <laughs> but also, I'm giving it a six and a half because I just straight up hated the movie, and that <laughs> that doc, I, the show itself. I'll do like a seven, but because the movie got thrown in there as well, I the movie I hated with a passion. Six point five. Um, how did you guys feel when the movie was happening, and then uh, Ava Unit One activates and grows its wings, and then credits roll, and it says to be continued? I was like, "What the fuck is going?" <laughs> was it because it was supposed to be like? episode like episode wise originally well it's because the uh the movie straight up replaces the last two episodes um it it shows you uh when it comes back from the credits it's it calls the second half of the movie episode 26 in fact that didn't help my confusion then i should just ignore i should just watched up to 24 Forgot about the last two episodes. Nope. Watch the movie. No. Then you, go back to the twenty, the last two episodes. No, you, you, you absolutely need to watch the last two episodes of the show, uh, if not to see what it was like in his mind for the human instrumentality project, uh, just so you can appreciate what happens when an anime runs out of money. <laughs> no, I'm being dead serious. This, I know. It, it's, me up. it's it's a it's a really good vis- visual representation of what happens when shows don't have a budget and people will like bitch about things like not being released on time or taking too long stuff right. like that not letting people work on things yeah and then you get two episodes that are almost entirely drawn in colored pencil and crayon uh, and it's just a mind fuck yeah. <laughs> I would have liked if they were just like little kid drawings, just smacked down. That's the animation. Is literally just people just putting them down with the voiceover. I, you know, you say that. I wouldn't be too surprised if that was like part of the thought process. Like, oh, we all have fucking children that are the age of the main characters or younger. We'll just have them scribble some some shit on a paper, <laughs> and see how it goes. I can see that honestly. Yeah. Wiki, what's your rating? Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven. I was. Zaria was asking me how I felt about it. I was on the verge of like whether or not I did not like it or I did like it. Yeah. And after talking about it, from what you were saying about stuff that I didn't know, like the pre context of the religious aspect of it, that helped explain a lot of stuff. And I watch those all the time and I get confused just because I can't process stuff that well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that being said, I still loved all the fights. I did love some of the. I did love a lot of the characters in there, even though it was just fucking weird half the time. Like you, you still don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, I did not like the last two episodes in the show. I actually liked the movies a lot. The movie a lot. Uh, I liked the action in the last in in the movie more than the entire show personally. I mean, uh, Asuka takes out the entire Ava series by herself. But well, then they all resurrect and <laughs> yeah. fuck her up. She thought she was, but she didn't. Yeah. And then they ate her Ava. Mm-hmm. That was the weird... Uh, I was trying to eat. 
my lunch during that time, I had some poncheros, and during that, I just see the fucking organs being ripped out. I'm like, I shouldn't be eating this right now. This is not good. <laughs> Proceeds to take another bite. <laughs> I loved the designs of all the angels quite a bit. And oh, man, what the too. like different powers and shit were. The acid one was kind of the one that made me feel the most uncomfortable. Oh, like the, the eyeball spider? Yeah, I was like, spiders are <laughs> gross. This is a spider. It spits acid. This is fucking nasty. I actually really loved uh, in that episode specifically when Shinji is like questioning the existence of the angels and then Asuka just opens that door and the angel's eyeball is just right there staring at her. Yeah. And she just closes the door. She's like, it reminds nope. me of, It's like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Just opens the door, sees it, calms it closer. Ah! It starts screaming. Yeah, it was a lot like that. I loved it. But I thought with the show and the movie, uh, now knowing what I know, and also now knowing all the information already in the show... I feel like once I go back and rewatch it, I won't have the problems of confusion I would have and be able to appreciate it more a second time going through. There's still going to be a bunch of stuff that is just really hard to piece together just because a lot of it comes at you pretty fast. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many times I've watched this show. Like, that's kind of why I know what I know about it. But I'm definitely going to watch the other movies, though, 100%. I recommend the redo movies to anybody who likes either mecha animes or kaiju animes any of that type of stuff uh because not only does everything look better but uh the characters are way better written there's even uh new characters that make the series even better uh it does deviate a lot from the original series it's not always a bad thing Wow. Yeah. Uh, but hey, Shinji, Shinji is gay again in that one. So, Good. <laughs> In fact, it even expands on him and Kawaru's relationship. Good. Yeah. All right, Frenchie. So I'm actually giving it a seven and a half. Ooh, highest um, rating here. So I actually really liked the show. Um, leading up to the less confusion, nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Wiki. I really like the fights. Yes. In this. I thought it was a very underrated part. I love the representation of mental health. Mm-hmm. And I'm also giving it that, like, keeping in mind, I'm thinking more of, like, the original show as a whole. I've never seen it, but I know a lot of the impact it's had. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying not to dock it because of the Netflix adaptation. That's kind of more what I'm leaning towards of, like, I know bits and pieces about the original. Yeah. And I'm keeping that in mind with my rating because my personal enjoyment... I binged the fuck out of this last week, and then I got to the last two episodes, and I waited like four days to watch them. Yeah, well, I had the whole thing done uh, on Saturday before I went to Crimson's house. Yeah. (laughs) I really enjoyed watching this show. It was a nice kind of break from the newer anime I've been watching recently, Mm -hmm. because like you, I really, and Wiki, I really enjoyed the older stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons I'm exciting. That's uh, exciting excited to do death note you know it's not super old but i mean it is 14 years old right the first season i believe came out in 07 holy shit yeah it's been a long fucking time we're old as shit now (laughs) so Um, many new shows have come out since then yeah but like that older art style i really appreciated 
It was another one that, and this is one thing I've really grown to appreciate with the older shows. There is fan service in it, but again, it's partially built into the plot, and it's not super in your face. Mm -hmm. That is one of my biggest problems with new anime. Even my hero is bad about it at times. Yeah, but yeah, because I mean, through the through the series, I'll ignore the hospital scene right now. But at least in the movie, at least through the through the main series. Uh, they're, they're horny preteens, but at least uh, they don't make their machines operate by piloting doggy style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that being said, I still love Darling the Franks. I do too. Yeah. I that do shit, too. That shit will forever crack me up. Yeah. <laughs> the entire show is just a huge innuendo, but I, even when, and I'm trying to also judge it separately from the movie because I like the last two episodes more personally because again just looking at how much i enjoy psychology mm -hmm. and the human brain i the human mind is always fascinating the human body in general has always fascinated me so this is also kind of a nice thing with that too mm -hmm. and the idea of who you are uh, to yourself and to other people is one of the biggest aspects of this show and it fascinates me yeah uh, and also um the idea that uh individuality in order for it to exist, people need to suffer, but uh, suffering is part of life, which means that enjoyment also has to be part of life, but that can only happen if you make those connections you're afraid of. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a seven and a half, and I believe I'd probably give it an eight or higher watching the original series, too. If you ever track down the, the dub, the original dub, you know, just let me know. Yeah. I think Gainax is the name of the, the original... Uh, company that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Alright, so any final thoughts before we wrap up tonight? Uh, this really, this show please. is a fucking mental trip and you'll think about it for the rest of your lives whether you like it or not. I'm not ready for this assignment. That's fair. Speaking of which, assignment is Death Note. First 26 episodes up until the climax between the confrontation of Light and L. And, again, this is one of my all-time favorite anime. I, personally, am very excited to rewatch it. Because it has been, I think, three or four years since I watched it all the way through. The entire reason that um, Light slash Ryuk are not playable characters in Jump Force, even though they are in the game, mm -hmm. is because, canonically, is because uh, they could kill anybody yeah. in the, in yep. the game. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wiki, <laughs> any final thoughts? No. Okay. Well, then that does it for us, and we are excited to finish up the rest of Nerdvember. This will probably come out after the conclusion of the month. We want to thank everyone that helped us throughout this entire month. Huge thank you to Cosplay for Hope and Quad City Nerdfest for all their support and helping promoting everything. To Erica Williams and Kevin Hurt specifically as well for joining us a couple times mm -hmm. throughout the live stream. We want to thank. Posimon, Angel of Death, King Damien, Red Owl, <laughs> Dire Situations, um, Oathkeeper. Uh, am I missing anyone? Anyone that joined us on Sunday? Uh, I mean, the Weeb Wives—they helped out. Yep. Uh, Weeb Wives. And um, God, I'm Jaren. Jaren. Yeah. Wolf the Ronin. Yeah. Yep. And then also thank you again to our guests, L Lavi from Lavi Cosplay. Big Bad Wallace, Cold Saints, <coughs> Animation Anigans, 
Andrew Lister from Tuning Japanese, Michael Kovach, and John Swayze. We're also excited to hopefully reach out in the next couple weeks to talk with Brian Beacock. In a personal matter, wasn't able to join us, but excited to still talk with him mm-hmm. here coming up about his career and what his experience in Anime Iowa was. So stay tuned. We will. If you also missed the interviews with Lavi, Michael Kovach, and John Swayze, we will be posting those as uh, podcast episodes here in the coming weeks, so make sure to stay tuned for that. You can also go check them out under the videos tab on our Facebook page. Hell oh, yeah. And Twitch. Yes. And Twitch is just at the Weekly Weebs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will see you guys next week with more exciting anime talk. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Weekly Weebs podcast. We'll be back next week with more exciting anime talk. Make sure to join us every show to stay up to date with what's going on in the world of anime. We'll catch you next time.